that's pretty deep what you said though, Dom. What if if I was gonna have a son, I was gonna name him Cum. Yeah, because that's what he was. Because that's what he was. Oh, <laughs> wait, how would you spell it though? I think you you can't be too direct, right? You got C O O M Cum. Oh, okay, that's actually kind of like like Quom. Yeah, so child services want to take them away from me. <laughs> Did you know that? If you name your child the wrong name, they'll immediately take them away. If you name yeah, them didn't come? those assholes name their kid Hitler and they took their kid away from him? But wasn't yeah, that like well. years later? I thought that was like uh, after I don't it know. happened. Well, I mean, he's an adult you, man. Yeah, well, you can hide it. You can hide your Hitler child away for a couple of years without anyone knowing. It's when you send him to preschool and they're like, oh, Jonathan Hitler? No, nah, you can't have that. He can't come here. You know? Uh, I mean, do you. Do you guys you know that there's a, a, you can suss away a Hitler for a couple of years? Is all I'm saying. Uh, do Do you know that there's a one nurse though at the hospital that as soon as you name your child, she, she knows. can she she can say yes or no. Wait, and if what? You, yeah, you get and you get three strikes, and if you mess up the name three times, they take a kid away. That's crazy. She's very discerning, and the worst part is her name is just Dolores, which is the worst name at every. That's like at every hospital. Is yeah, Dolores. it's like a government program. It seems very like outdated, but. You gotta it be careful like about you, naming your kid. It seems like a lot of schooling. It seems like it's like a like a div, like a divination course that you take. Oh yeah, it's kind of like a priesthood. It's yeah. kind of like that. What's messed up is that you know they used to just like let the let the babies grow up feral out in the woods. You know if you couldn't name them, but now <laughs> now Trump just swallows them. <laughs> he comes by as I'm here to eat all the unnamed babies. He's like you can't you can't jail me for it because what's the child's name? No one knows. The child doesn't exist. And so like there's parents who are like frantically in their waiting rooms going, We gotta name the kid. Quick, the he's coming. Like he's coming to the baby quick. Should we John? Uh no. Um And, uh, and Dolores uh, is just uh, sitting there being like, No, 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 no. Alfredo. Oh uh uh um. <laughs> <Fredo>. <laughs> Uh, yo, I, I've been playing Overwatch, dudes. Wait, yo, what? This is a this I, is a revelation. I was playing it the other day, and I was like, God, this game's so good. It's what? a lot of fun, yeah. Are, are Does you anyone like, know about this game? Are you guys pulling Does a goof on me? play it? You guys are pulling a goof on me right now. <laughs> I know, I legitimately, my, my nephew was over the other day, and I was playing uh, with him, and I was like, fuck, this game's good. Shit. What? And he was like, oh, man, my uncle plays cool games and he knows good words. <laughs> Wait, what What does your nephew feel about Overwatch? Does he, like, have a favorite character? Oh, he's all about it. He's, uh, he's a big, who was he playing as? What's the new robot person? Oh, Orissa? Orissa. He's a big Orissa person. Wait, which one is Orissa? Orissa's, the, Dom, is the hottest new character to join Overwatch. Uh, it is essentially the story of Big Hero 6 with yeah. a girl inventor. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's but you play dope. as Baymax. Yeah, and he likes Genji, of course. What kid doesn't like Genji? Sure, what cool kid doesn't like a, a cybernetic robot ninja? I was honestly just gonna assume he's like I like Tracer because she's pretty, but I guess cool. He's things. not that. He's got like two more years. Like, like he did just draw boobs in class and pass it around, but he's not quite there yet. Wait, how do you, did he tell you about this? Yeah, he got in trouble for drawing boobs and passing it around class. Did were they attached to anything, or was it just floating boobs? You know, I didn't. I didn't get the. uh, I'm gonna imagine it was just floating boobs, but maybe he drew a body. I think you, as an uncle, need to step up and go. We need to really work on it, and it's not just orbs. Like boobs have a natural weight. You need to teach anatomy and like drawing and making the king of boob drawing. Gravity. He'll learn a little bit about gravity from it. Yeah, exactly. Aging, like biology. You could really learn a lot of the sciences through your drawings of boobs. And let's start drawing it on pictures of all the presidents in your textbook. It'll be great. Uh, Yeah. 
What it cool, makes it better. What a cool Uncle Paul. Yeah, I bought, so, it, I bought it for PlayStation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I also have it for I have it for both. Chad, do you have it for PlayStation? I play it on PC, so you should play with me, and then sometimes play with Dom. One of you has to give here. If you guys had Vermintide, I'd be down to play that. I sometime. got Vermintide. Let's play Vermintide. <laughs> okay, we should play Vermintide. Vermintide These is are, Left for Dead with rats. Like, it's, yeah, but better. Yeah, These are yeah. important ways for us to start our podcast. Yes, talk about our games. Talk about our games. Can oh hold on, I do want to share. Overwatch did me dirty pretty bad this last week. Oh why? What happened? So Overwatch has a competitive mode that I try not to play too much because I'm a very stressed out person. Uh-huh. But I I like I like it a lot. I like I like a good Roadhog. I like a good Lucio. I like supporting a team. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm into that. Playing Lucio, right? Lucio's it's fun. Real fun. So uh, I, I'm I'll, I'm usually like a 24 to 2700 SR ranking, which is is like Your platinum. Other language, okay, go ahead. Yeah, platinum, platinum ranking. It's, it's not great. It's not great. I, Overwatch did me real dirty, and I did placements for this new season where you do 10 games. Uh-huh. And it determines your ranking based on magic and a number of factors that everyone has a different opinion on on how you get placed. Mm-hmm. I did. It smells best, you. Yeah, it smells you. It senses what your child's name is. It does a lot mm-hmm. of things. And I went uh, the best competitive play, uh, placement matches I've ever done. Eight yeah. wins, one tie, and one loss. Felt had some amazing plays. Just like completely like team by people as, as my boy Reinhardt felt real good. Hell yeah. I dropped uh, 450 points in my placement matches. I'm now bottom gold. Why Overwatch? The world Why have is you getting, done this The world's getting better around you, Chad. That's the problem. What? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Chad, Everyone they're, got they're, better? They're boiling you like the frog. Like the, <sighs> Not everybody writes cartoons for a living, dude. What, yeah. what does that okay? what do you mean? You're Some people they, play Overwatch a little bit more. You're saying they've all gotten getting better, and then, like, my... Skills were picked up as as subpar. Like I'm I'm the old. Plus your yeah. your brain is just slowly dying, and you it's yes. imperceptible except for Overwatch lets you kind of see it. Uh, a lot of I mean, just think about what you were doing when high school ended, and it was the first summer, and you were just like, "Fuck it, man! I'm just gonna play games for the rest <laughs> of my days." <laughs> That's who's yes. playing these games, and they're getting pretty good. So I never play competitively any game because I know. That to be really good, you have to get dedicate a lot of your time, and I just don't have the time to be that competitive. This is I kind of the problem. This is my, kind of the with problem. My brothers and such. It, it is a lot of like any of these games. Even I'd even say Hearthstone or uh, yeah. Starcraft. Any of these games are like if you have an hour to play, someone has nine hours to play it, and you just can never, never reach that. So, like, what's the point? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> just the most like dark. That's the biggest goosebump of all. <laughs> cynical thing. Let's 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 talk about being. Uh, by the way, in high school with uh, a phantom of a high school, a terrifying yes. phantom, uh, a phantom of an auditorium. Welcome, welcome to Goosebuds. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Chad Quant, and I'm here joined by my friends Paul and Dom. Who are the guests? Hello. My, my friends, not guests. You are. No, yeah, well, you, we're, we're your friends, but we're you're the host. We're guests. That's not true. We are like the big three of either Marvel or DC. Uh, quick, guys, choose your big three characters right now. Which ones are you? Wonder Woman. Okay. 
Paul, the Flash. Quick lock. That's not one of the big three. Yes, he is. If he's not one of the big three, then BS. I, I agree with you. The Flash is cooler, but it's clearly Superman and Batman. It's clearly he's not on that on the big three. Come on. The Flash. Oh, OK. Dom is going to be off to the side of the logo as the can Flash. I change, can I change mine to Plastic Man? Yes, oh. you can. OK. All right. Then fine. <laughs> I'm going Booster Gold. So fine. Hell Whatever. yeah. All right. There we go. The new DC big three coming your way. <laughs> I'll watch that movie. Which one? That that of Zack Snyder doing it, where it's like I don't know what to do with these characters. I guess. Um, what would what would Zack Snyder do with Plastic Man? Oh, oh something dirty. you know, at some point, Plastic Man would like suffocate a dude by like going into his lungs. It'd be like this oh, real dark, hell like yeah, like he'd stretch and bend in there. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm called Plastic, but I'm not nothing. I don't bend at all for ju- for for injustice. Yes, but, yes. Yeah, and then he like fills the guy's lungs with his like body. And oh, I wish David Fincher was directing it so we could see him <laughs> go inside of him. We did pick uh, three jokesters. We did. Three, uh, yeah. three guys who'd like to have fun. You you do need some, some lighthearted comedic stuff in a world full of I can melt the world with eye beams. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so we know who we are in the big three. I guess we should talk about Phantom of the Opera. I or guess. auditorium, sorry. Sorry, slip of the tongue because it's just Phantom of the Opera. Whoops. Well, it's the Phantom in their world. In the Goosebumps world, it's just the Phantom. So, you know. Yeah, also a metaphor for the Phantom console, which yeah. rest in peace. Fan- uh, Definitely. Right, guys, here's the thing. This might be the best Goosebump book. This might be one of the best Goosebump shows, which is what I watched. Really? Yeah, I, I watched it as well because I, I didn't have the time to read the book to this, okay, this afternoon. Okay, so I'm the book man. You guys are the TV man. Yeah. I so you say it's a, a great book. I, I thought the show was great. Like it's the least scary book. Yeah, it's but, not scary, but it's but well put together. Happen? I mean, yeah. it's also just stealing the plot of Phantom of the Opera. So like, right. it whatever. I guess you could just do that, like an actual story. Yeah, I mean that happens a lot. I mean, people have told. It's like one of those classic horror tales that you can retell just using different things, but. Uh, RL just used uh, another phantom. I'm just going to take a wild guess. This might be a good TV show because there's nothing to make a bad budget around. There's no like we need to make a bee monster and we have 50 bucks. Well, the best thing the best thing about the the show is they they film it at at this extravagant theater, which is like well beyond the means of any local high school. Oh. <laughs> so the, it's like the production values are real good because they got a great stage. Well, this is a Canadian high school, right? Like, yeah. so maybe they do have good school systems. There's great Canadian accents, too. How about those, Tom? They were good. There was a few of boots in the beginning. A few of boots. Um, the boy Zeke. Some good ones. The boy Zeke is definitely French Canadian. He's got some some very like, uh, I don't know, just French Canadianisms. About He's does. real French Canadian. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this episode had probably... The most jump scares per minute. Really? There's like jump scare after jump scare in this episode. There's one that, Dom, I know exactly what one you're thinking of, where she opens her closet and the the checkers board falls down and she closes it and then, bam, hits you with another jump scare right there. Yeah, dude, the double, the fake and the fake, dude. It's well directed. It's a good direction. That's so weird. And she screams well. It's a good scream. Because, again, it's like the least, well, here's the thing. It's the least scary book yeah, Other so, than the real world fear of it. Maybe we should set the, set the right. scene a little Tell bit. Tell us the story, Chad. Set us up, uh, Chad. And you guys can please vary up when the TV show uh, goes down to its creative liberties, wherever it is. Sure. Uh, this is a book also starting with two of the coolest like main characters we've ever had. Uh, Brooke and Zeke. They are uh-huh. best friends. 
And they make it very clear they don't have crushes on each other, which means you are rooting for them to get together. I yes. want to wait for the <laughs> to be over. Like, that's just playing the whole time while yep. you're waiting for them. So you're rooting for them. They they love, like, critter movies. Like, they're going to the 3D, like, horror triple feature. They are into drama. These kids are cool. And also, they're, like, the most well-known kids in school, despite being the nerds. It's very Zeke, strange. Zeke, hmm. Zeke is a classic 3D horror movie fan from the 90s name. Oh, yeah, it's very much true. It's very, it's like, because uh, it's kind of like crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy kid, little kooky, quirky kid. Uh, Zeke is the name of the guy from Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Name Who of the wears team. 3D glasses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Maybe, maybe you're onto something there. I mean, so these kids are cool, right? And weirdly enough, they, they've been in the plays before, but they find out that they have gotten the lead in the new play. Which yep. is strange because they have no idea what the play is. They haven't read the script. So I'm a little confused of what the audition Chad. was. Yeah, Chad. Okay, so in the story, we just in the in the story of the television show, we just open on them in the in the theater, like sitting around with their their like, you know, scripts, finding out who they be, who they got as their role. But there's no indication and Dom, correct me if I'm wrong, there's no indication that any of these kids volunteered for this. In fact, <laughs> a couple of them seem downright against being in it because they're afraid. Yes. I know that in elementary school, when we did our, when like we, we, we were old enough to do a play, everyone just got assigned a role. Yeah. But these kids were older than that. Yeah, I don't know how they do it in Canada, but maybe that's how it goes. You get drafted by the military to be it in felt like a It felt like a play draft, yeah. Well, I will say... I did get drafted into uh, show choir uh, or like Glee Club without ever auditioning for it. How? Interesting. I, I went to like a meeting to help out with one of the plays and just said, like, <laughs> hey, if anyone needs help, I'll, I'll volunteer. And then they're like, hey, can you do like uh, some note bars in front of me? I was like, yeah, I don't know how this has anything to do with me setting up stage lights. <laughs> and then two weeks later, I got a letter saying you've been added to the show choir group. I think they were just desperate for men. You so, got vampire. You got vampire, dude. You said I did. I will let you in, and then they were like, "Let's leech this person and, to death." And they brought the se- <laughs> they brought they brought the sequin vest in that I had to wear for the whole year. I it like to imagine great. that they were like, "Chad, Chad." I mean, I, it, it's already ridiculous that it happened. They were like, "Chad, would you just sing for me?" And you were like, "Oh, okay." Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's, it wasn't even that good. It was mostly just ah sounds. Um, (laughs) my favorite part is that you're just such a nice guy that it happened. I know if people in the street, if you, if you see me, I'm just going to start belting out bad nuts. Uh, (laughs) so this is a thing that I guess can happen. It is strange because Brooke and Zeke are both, uh, shocked to find that they have the leads in the play. Yeah. Uh, and they know it's called like the phantom, but they know nothing about it. But simultaneously they're warned that there is a well-known curse Mm-hmm. Of a play called The Phantom. And this is like super meta. So basically we have this book is inspired by Phantom of the Opera. But in the book, there's another play called uh, – this is going to sound really dumb. I don't know if that's the setup of Phantom of the Opera, that it's also about a play called The Phantom. But it's a book – a play called The Phantom that a boy found 70 years ago. Uh-huh. Gave it to it – found it locked in the basement of the school – they said, sure, we'll make this play random one random story you found. Oh, that's even creepier. Wow. That's weird, okay. right? So like that what is that? Is that did the devil write it? Did and then Shit, yeah. they make this play 
And the boy gets cast as the lead, which maybe means he was just trying to like make a play that he wanted to be the star of. Yeah. And then he he dies, or no, well, spoilers. He dies. Uh, he's never seen ever again. He's disappeared. The police are called. The parents are worried. Well, the play's canceled. We'll never do that play ever again. We're burning all copies of the play. It's like the cake that was left out in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> are you referencing MacArthur Park, the song? Uh, yeah, I'll never have that recipe again. <laughs> <laughs> that's not where my brain went, but I appreciate it. So that's, that's the, that's the history of this play, right? They have not touched it since it's, and it's a like legend in the school, but this teacher says, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do it. We're going to do the play. Uh, also that might just be a legend, which is weird because like, that's a thing you would be able to see on like a police uh, report. Right. Yeah. Yes. They had police 70 years ago <laughs> right. and like paper. So somewhere there would be a newspaper or report that says like boy missing town searches everywhere. Play canceled. But everyone's like, I don't know if it's true or not. So whatever. No, no respect for this. Possibly right. the, the family's probably still alive. No respect for them. Let's just well, do this play. That's a thing in in this one in the show is they start off by one of the the understudy for the main girl who's going to play Esmeralda is like this is this is a cursed one I don't want to do it she's one of the reluctant draftees oh yes so this girl's um, weird okay yeah and she's like my grandfather seventy two years ago was in this play and a kid died for the same shit so like there's a there's an obvious history in this town with this play yes okay so here's the weird part too is so Tina is a non factor in this entire story but she keeps popping up and how she's like jealous of Brooke. Yeah. So she's clearly like the rival, but there's no threat to her whatsoever. And she's like, I'm your understudy. So it's not even that like Brooke is the understudy trying to rise to the ranks or Zeke is wanting to get the part. They just immediately have it. And Tina's just like, I don't know. My grandfather saw a kid die here. You guys probably shouldn't do it, but ignore (laughs) me. And then there's no reveal with her. She is not important to the story whatsoever. She's a red herring. She's a red herring. There's a lot of red herrings. There's a lot in the show, especially they, they use her one time to make it appear that she did something. Right. But it's just it's like a one real like subtle thing, and it's not like not subtle in any way. But it's one real small thing. Yeah. She winks at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me, wink. Who, who are you winking at? There's there's literally no one here. Not I don't know, maybe the Phantom, but it wouldn't be because I'm him. Wink. No, Whoops. I, I mean, to the book's credit, there's a lot of like misdirects. They're actually trying to kind of fake you out, I guess, hoping you're a savvy reader. Someone that wasn't RL wrote this. I hope that. Oh, okay. That's I'm a big. I'm just throwing this out there. Someone <laughs> who wasn't RL wrote this book, or RL concentrated into the in on this one. This was a passion project for him. Yeah, maybe he wrote like you know twenty something books, and then he was like, "All right, I've done enough. I've gotten good. Now I'm gonna write a fucking good one." And he busted this one. <laughs> you out. think so? Maybe maybe he just loves Phantom of the Opera. But here's it's weird that it's a made up play called Phantom. And I also kept the whole time thinking it was that 90s movie with Billy Zane called Phantom. Ha! Wait, I like the comic one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. The comic you always tried to go. That you passed over. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you always passed over it. I may have talked about Chad with, uh, about this, uh, but, like, you're like, all right, I'm going to start reading <laughs> oh, yeah. The Phantom. And, like, you'd read it for two weeks and be like, what the fuck is that going one, on? That one and, like, that King's, the King Arthur one, too, I would yeah. always try to get into <laughs> I mean, no. this is like what, what else would come out of this point? Like the first Batman and Robin, and here's Billy Zane in a skin tight like 
pink bodysuit with muscles painted on, and he it's has purple. They were like, okay. this guy, this guy got a little Titanic on him. Let's let's put him in a movie. <laughs> he was the guy who hit a woman in Titanic. Kids love him. <laughs> He's got two guns. Uh, <laughs> I would imagine that they named the play The Phantom as to not confuse children. Right. What do you mean? Because if it was called something else like it is in Phantom of the Opera. Oh, right. It would just be confusing. I guess. I guess. That makes sense. And then you yeah. can have kids switch around and then the real phantom appear and no one know, which is something that happens in the show. And I'm sure it happens in the book. But why don't you go on, Chad? Keep telling us. All keep right. So let's keep going through this weird story. So Brooke and Zeke are, are killing it in the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, they're having fun. At one point, uh, as the teacher, I believe her name is Miss Walker, who's just nut bar in this whole thing, is telling the class about the whole rumor and the ghost. And let's not worry about it. Zeke pulls a little prank where he pulls out a mask of a phantom and scares everyone. Uh-huh. And Brooke says, quote, not only did he do a really good job, but just that Zeke has a phantom mask in case he ever needs one. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, so, so as dumb as that is, I guess that's a misdirect that maybe Zeke is the phantom. I don't know. Like, everyone could be the phantom. Everyone but, could be it. But all signs are pointing towards Zeke right now. It's a it's a weird story. There's so many times where they're like, it's a well-known story. There's a quote from, I think, Tina. Tina's the, the girl rival, right? Yeah. Whatever her name is. She's sure, like, I don't remember her name. The Phantom yeah. has been haunting the school for over 70 years, but no one has ever seen him. What? That does No, that means no one's haunted the school. <laughs> yeah, no, one's, yeah. no one's ever seen him, yeah. If you haven't seen a ghost, there's no ghost. Unless all potential ghosts, it's like Schrodinger's cat. Oh, you're freaking me out now, man. You're making me that think. That means... Oh. If you don't maybe see a ghost, there's a ghost there. Uh, maybe the ghost is inside our minds the whole time. <laughs> and you don't need to see a ghost to feel a ghost or hear a ghost or smell a ghost. This is Guys, getting way quick. too existential. Real quick. Let's just, cut to the creamy side. Hold on. I need, to, I need to admit something real quick. I did have um, a replica ring of the Phantom that I wore for four years as a kid. Wait, the, ne- the purple phantom? Never saw it in the movie. Yep. Yeah, that I, you got from 7-Eleven for buying a Slurpee. I know. Yeah, I, and I wore it. I thought it was real cool. And I tried to make it cool. And boy, oh boy, was I not cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would have thought you were cool because I wanted one of those so bad. Because oh. I, I was like a skull ring. I was like, yeah, I want that. So I finally get to 7-Eleven. They don't have anymore because i bought a, all of them I'm, I'm a little boy i'm sad they don't have any more rings god you guys <laughs> are separated by 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 like a wide expanse of, of space but you would have been best friends it's real sad here's oh. here's here's the kicker yeah fourth grade we had a teacher's assistant who was an older woman um who uh did not like me for whatever reason hmm. and uh there was one of those rings in the lost and found <gasps> And so I talked to my teacher, uh, Mrs. Barish, and uh, <laughs> I'm putting her on blast. Wow. Uh, and uh, I said, "Hey, I really want that ring. If nobody claims it, can I have it at the end of the year?" And she was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can have that at the end of the year. If nobody claims it, then yeah, sure." So sure enough, it's like two days until it's our last day. So I came up and I was like, "Hey." Um, can I have that ring? You've been thinking uh, about it every day. Yeah, I've been waiting. I wanted that skull ring. And the teacher's assistant, who I can't remember her name. Oh, maybe it was like Miss Hook or something. But uh, but she was <laughs> Hold like. Hold on. I'm sorry. Miss Hook? 
Yeah, her name was like Hook or something. I remember. <laughs> uh, but she was like, oh, that? I threw that out. <gasps> and I was like, no. I was so mad. I've been thinking about this phantom ring forever. <laughs> I still don't have one. You know how that story ended, by the way, too, right? It's like later that night, she was going to her car in the parking lot, and you showed up on a horse in a purple spandex outfit, and you went, I want my ring. And then you, <laughs> and you pulled out two super sucker guns and just laid into her. I shot her with a gun, and I'll say, I'll be back next week and see if you if you died or not. <laughs> I'll be expecting my ring. Anyway, uh, yeah, dude, so I, about, I didn't see the movie either, but I wanted it. But go on. Think about being a teacher like that or a teacher's assistant and just hating a kid so bad that you ruined their year. You just yeah. you ruined your year for well, you, Dom. You, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I still was a child so it, it, i guess it got better you, for me i mean she's a little <laughs> she's she's kind of the sad one right well you know That's what, what i'm saying it's sad you know what yeah. i think i think she took that goddamn ring i think yeah, she did. probably i think she's like i don't have any more and as you turned she cut like close on her hand and she palms the ring and she grows in power her eyes I, go purple <laughs> <laughs> i think she said it to her nephew chad in indiana <laughs> oh i wish I, I actually have no idea how I got the ring. I think I got it from 7-Eleven. Maybe it was just faded to me. Either way, definitely Chubby Chad did not make that ring work for him. No no <laughs> girls thought he was brave or dashing with a skull ring that was clearly $2. Um, so the, fa- the play is going on. <laughs> the play is called The Phantom. And more and more, uh, like, slight... Slight accidents happen. This isn't like anyone's life's really in danger. It's mostly vandalism. Okay. Well, there's a big moment that happens in the book where they're rehearsing the or in the in the show where they're rehearsing the play and suddenly a door falls from the ceiling and it's got something written on it. Do you remember what it says? Paul? It says it's just like it's like stop. Stop it. Stop. stop doing the play. Yeah, it's stop, just like stop, stop doing the play they or something. Both stop and stop it again. They're not eloquent. This phantom's not very eloquent. But it's written in blood, or so we think. And then we follow footsteps back to Zeke's locker, dude. Yes, this house has a the book. bucket in there. So Zeke got framed as well in the in the book as, as well. I will say that, before okay. that, just one point out. There, there's that was probably the most dangerous thing to happen. I don't think a door fell. I don't remember a door falling. It was just like, oh, hey, there's uh, there's like stuff written all over the stage and there's multiple things. Like at one point, I think uh, like on, a note was left on Zeke's locker that was like, stay away from my home, sweet home. Uh-huh. But like they said it was written in red crayon, which is strange because that's not scary. No, it's like very childlike and wonderful. But there was a can of paint. That was like, stop doing the play. I, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the phrase. It was definitely like, stop. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Yeah. So now all signs point to Zeke. But before that, I just want to point out that like there is one other dangerous thing, which is where Miss Walker, as she's telling the story, suddenly disappears. And they're like, oh, oh, no, a ghost got her, I guess. And she's like, no, I'm down here. Real life danger. She fell down a open um, the uh, trap door. Trap door. Right. So she's like, oh, I didn't realize I had opened it. I forgot I had opened this. Oh, yeah. They built this trap door 70 years ago for the play that they canceled and have never used it ever again. Yeah. Is it an elevator or is it just a door? It's it's like a, one of those like a, a magician doors where a stage like a, door. Yeah. Stage yeah. Door. Stage yeah. trap door. Yeah. Because so in the like show, mechanic- it's it's a it's like a mechanical like like a like a freight elevator almost oh. i think that's how they all work that, yeah. that must have been for safety's sake in the book it kind of just read more like 
oh, this is wood and some ropes. Like, it just felt a little bit more kids shouldn't be on uh, this. Right, right. This was definitely, like, a modern elevator. You know well, that's they just why had they... an elevator and just shot that. Well, that that's why the the um, theater that they shot in was so big. It's because they had to find a theater that had a working elevator door like that. Yeah. Yes. It yeah. was so impressive. Like, We're going to use this death trap for you guys during the play. No one else can use it. So there's like a little bit of danger and the teacher falls down it. But that's about it. Uh, so let me ask this. Uh, yes. One of the big te- like one of the big jumps or like jump scares, so to speak, in the in this episode is uh, they stay after yes. after a rehearsal and they're like, let's go explore that that trap door. And they go down into the trap door and they're like fooling around down there. A, a rat flings itself at Zeke. <laughs> what? What it's do you pretty, mean? It's pretty like, crazy. It, it jumps at Zeke. He's got a little phantom mask on. Too. Yeah, that's <laughs> real creepy. He dances off. Uh, no, then, I don't remember a rat. I don't. <laughs> So that happens, and then they're they're tooling around down there, and uh, a man comes up to them mm-hmm. and scares them and says, "I'm the night janitor, Emil," and then and then scares them off and is like, "Get out of here!" Wait, he's away. downstairs in the tunnel when they go down. Uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Right? Just or no, no, a, that's yeah. I think in the book they like go down and it gets like halfway down. They kind of spook and they go back upstairs. That's what happens, actually. You're and, right. And then there's a man just in, on the night janitor. He has like a scar on his face. So like, do you get it? It's the it's the phantom. Like, uh huh. Because he's disfigured. Yeah. But they're like the night janitor, and then they like, oh yeah, we don't have a night janitor after he like tells them to leave. Right. Which is, the, the next day they go to school and they see the day janitor and they're like, can you tell Emil to fix this? And he's like, we don't have that. Now, that's genuinely scary. Phantom aside, uh, a man, not like a, a child, a man, like a man. Just, wandering the school at night is genuinely scary. Right. Yes. That's, I mean, that's uh, uh, what happens next in that, in that frightening storyline <laughs> is that they find that, uh, well, yeah. How far are you going? How far are you um, going? I mean, I'm just cutting to the, I'm just cutting to the chase. here. No, there's some more details we got to talk about. Let's do some details before that. Dom, cause there, I know where you're going. I know. Okay. I want to talk about this too. A few more details. I was going to point out is, so then they come back and there's suddenly a new boy there and he's like, oh, hi, my name is Brian. I'm not descript, but also I'm now a character in this book. Don't worry about me. I'm from also, Indiana. <laughs> is he from Indiana? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Indiana. In the, in the show, he says, I came from up north, which is something that no child ever says. Weird. To the Canadians, why would they say north of all locations? Well, That's the show doesn't wondering. take place in Canada. It's, you know, it could be anywhere. <laughs> I guess. I mean, unless uh, he means from heaven. hold on all right we're not getting getting too far ahead uh uh the best part about it is the kid who plays him is the kid from donnie darko who goes go back to china bitch wait really (laughs) whoa that's what he says in the in the movie why do those kids exist in donnie donnie darko is kind of a movie that doesn't make any sense why do those kids exist in that movie no but that's just a mean racist kid in it you know who's also in it? His best friend, or no? Sorry, there's the bu- there's also the bullies. Yes, uh, uh, one Seth Rogen. Wait, Seth Rogen was in that. This has been my Hold favorite up. thing about Seth Rogen's entire career. By the way, I will argue Donnie Darko is not a good movie when you see every other movie that that director's ever made. He doesn't know what he's doing. Is there's two like mean bullies that try to fight Donnie Darko in like the the bathroom and like hold a knife to his neck. Yeah. one of them is played by Seth Rogen. Holy shit, and it is. He delivers the worst line I've ever seen acted in a movie ever, which is like when the girl's giving a presentation and then Seth Rogen goes, 
But didn't like your mom kill herself and stuff? Yeah. And, that's right. and, then, and I'm like, there's no way that guy that said Rogan thought that was a good delivery of that line. And yep. now he's a super, super rich entertainer. He's doing great. Um, anyway. He anyway, shouldn't want to say anything bad about Seth Rogen. He might take me down. He has he has sausage party money now. He might take me down. Listen, he's he <laughs> might make a out. movie about assassinating you. <laughs> <laughs> that gets that gets closed by Sony, and then there's a big deal about it, and then it finally gets released, and it's not even that good. Yeah, and then you can't even hack him. <sighs> that whole movie is just Katy Perry jokes. Anyway, all right, so. <laughs> So before we get to the big reveal, there's a few more things happening where so they found out there's like a night janitor just wandering the hallways. A full police investigation should be called. Right. Like, yeah, they they should have told people that they should have like had people in, investigate. They decide to go in for this is another the first time. This is the first time they drop the ball on the on the mystery man that lives in the school. Yeah, there's a lot of times they, the cops should have been called because this is like yeah. a real th- a real threat. They they then get, it wasn't even like a ghost man. It was just a guy. A just guy who's a guy. the janitor. If he'd appeared as like a specter, I'd get why they wouldn't want to tell someone. But just a right. dude. No, he was a real threatening man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then again, and like the plat, uh, the phantom keeps like appearing, popping up, and they keep thinking they're seeing him. And they're like, we need to go and look for this guy again. And they're like, Brian, you are our new friend. You're really not any details about you at all. We <laughs> should go and see back into the school once again. And they go back down the drop again, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, so as they're trying to go down there, they're going through the tunnels. And they find a actual, like, small cavern room in the tunnels, which is insane. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and it's like a fully stocked room, which is, again, a metaphor for Phantom of the Opera, right? Like, he lived in the theater and right. had a secret place where he played organs. This is This is just... A man's home. Yeah. In the show, it's a it's a it's a little room that the man lives in. Right. <laughs> yes. It's just uh, I mean, it, let's just call it what it is. A J.O. dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, I mean, in my mind, it sounded really cozy. But if you guess if you're going to jail, you do want to be cozy. I mean, that's no, what it, it, is. Lo- it looked soiled. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, if you're a, living everything down there. looked soiled. It was like a Yoda cove, like a little Yoda home. That he had for himself. Uh, you know, it looked like a, looked like a homeless man's shanty living room. Really? Yeah, Yoda I, was really, I was picturing as really nice. I was referencing um, the great Brendan Fraser movie With Honors, where Joe Pesci I, plays a, a homeless, brilliant man living in the uh, like uh, basement of a university. Great movie. Really, really fuck, good. I don't know that. I don't know that at all. Yeah, dude. And then he he's burning his freaking thesis. Oh, yeah. So the, the whole plot of With Honors is <laughs> Joe Pesci <laughs> has Brendan. It's such a 90s movie that would never exist anymore. He has a copy of Brendan Fraser's thesis statement. And he's like, I'm going to burn your only copy of your thesis statement because you don't back up files in the 90s. Right. Uh, yep. Unless you take care of me, I guess. So there's like this weird, reluctant thing. And at one point, Brendan Fraser holds Joe Pesci as he's crying. He goes, you're not a dog. You're not a dog. And it's really sad. I got to see this. It's okay. Really anyway, so he's Joe Pesci in the basement, right? Yep. And, and you turn out, you open the door, and it's a mill. And he just reveals, oh, yeah, I'm a homeless person. Yep. I'm a homeless and then, person. And then in the show, what's great is like he like. He he chases her down. He's dressed as the Phantom for some reason, uh, even though he's just a homeless person. He decides to dress up as the Phantom because that'll solve the thing. Wait, uh, with a trash mask. With a wait, trash mask. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. In the show, Emil was dressed up as the Phantom. He dresses up as the Phantom and he chases him out. I don't think that was in out. the book. Yeah, he chases him out and then he gets up to 
He ca- he catches uh, what's the main girl's name? Uh, Esmeralda, Brooke? whoever's playing. What's that? Brooke. Okay, Brooke. He catches Brooke and he looks her in the face and he's like, Bleh! and then like she she's like, <gasps> and she grabs his mask and pulls it off and he gets shocked and doesn't know how to react to this because I guess he didn't plan for that part of the, <laughs> of, the of his of his attack. <laughs> and then she steps on his foot and he's like, ow, ow, and then like they get away from him and then and then they they just they're safe and the and the principal shows up and the and the theater teacher shows up and they're like yeah there was a homeless guy living down there that's weird and then so okay that's and they move and then they move on from it what all right so here's the difference and that's very interesting is i i don't think they ever mentioned that emil is like dressed at the phantom he just said i've been living down here i lost my home so you kind of feel bad for him right And his father works for the school, so he's like his whole life is revealed around the school that like took his his family from him. There's no backstory for Emil in this. He's just a homeless guy that lives down there, and they ruin his life. Interesting. I mean, I guess they ruin this guy's life too. And he's like, "Oh, I just saw you guys were getting closer and closer by messing with the trapdoor that again has not been used for seventy years. That's right. crazy." So he's like, "I just wanted to start scaring you guys off with the warnings, which is the whole like get away from my home, sweet home." Very, right. very, very on the nose. A homeless person is living there, mm-hmm. but it has my favorite detail of the whole book, which is when they go down there, they're like investigating, and they're like. <gasps> This bowl of cornflakes, it's not soggy yet. He must have recently been here, <laughs> which, is, which is like the metaphor for every like detective novel where they find like a still burning cigarette like uh-huh. in the room. Like, oh, the, or the meal's still warm. It's, it's great. It's such a great that's like. A great, that's a great translation. Oh, kid, it's so good. Kid knowledge. It was a great kid version of, of doing a, a detective story, I guess, or a mystery, right? Yeah, that's hilarious. So my favorite part is they they they. They escape Emil, and he, like, kind of threatens them. He doesn't say, like, I'm going to kill you. He just says, like, you guys should have been investigating. And they run. Would, it, would it he have killed them? I don't know. I guess That's maybe. what I was thinking, too. When he capt- when he catches her in the show, and then she rips his mask off, he kind of freezes. And I think at that moment that Emil was like, fuck, I got to kill this girl if I want to keep going with this. And then he just uh, let her. And then yeah, she, my, then my she secret escapes. home. This, it's the only school he can possibly sneak into and secretly live. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, I will say, by the way, this is a real fear of mine. Like people living in your house without you knowing is is super scary. Yeah, and I've read some spooky stories that go like that. You know, yeah. There's there's like footage. I, I remember thinking maybe it was fake as how scary it was, but there's like a footage of a New York apartment where a guy was noticing that his like milk was slowly going down without him <laughs> drinking it. And he put a camera up, like, hidden in his kitchen. And then at oh. night saw an old lady, like, at 3 in the morning. There's basically, had, like, a, he had, like, a cubby hole that was, like, up in the ceiling. Again, this is, like, an apartment complex. So it was, like, not at the ground level. And this old lady, like, would climb out and very slowly descend all of this furniture to get down to the floor. And just, like, quietly eat his food and then watch TV for a couple hours and then go back up and live upstairs in the hole. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. Humans are horrible creatures. <laughs> you think rats are bad. I mean, uh, props to her for how long she did that. But again, so this is a real scary idea. My other favorite detail of a mill is they tell the cop and the teacher, like, oh, there was a man. He threatened to kill us. They go down there. They find the, the, the hidey hole. So they believe the kids. But right. they notice that um, the cornflakes are gone, which means a mill took the cornflakes. Of course, yeah, he's homeless. What's he gonna eat? I'm just like, out of everything he's gonna take, he's like, I gotta take this bowl of cornflakes. You can't stop. Phantom's gotta eat. Once you pop, you can't stop (laughs) cornflakes. So, 
Yeah, they were were kind of on par with the TV show. A little bit of they're pretty of close. Responsible, right? So now we know that there is uh, a man who's been living in the school. An investigation should happen. Someone should get fired. They should follow through on this. Yeah. They should follow through on it. Have any kids gone missing? We should talk about it. But the play's got to go on. So let's just move on to the play. Let's just considering let's just, considering one child did die and go missing. Probably should check in on this. Maybe we should go. We should follow into that. Considering he mentioned his dad used to work there. There's a history. <laughs> no, but like, hey, you know what, Zeke? We were wrong about you. You didn't vandalize the school. You got your part back. You can be the Phantom again. Just cancel the thing. But everyone's really excited for the play. And it's now the night of the play and everyone's getting really into it. And Brooks full costume and Zeke in costume as the Phantom shows up. And now this part's weird to me. They mentioned he looks very impressive. And yeah. like she's like, good luck. Good luck, man. And, and he bows to her much like I'm a lady in my head. I think like he would <laughs> yeah. just would tip his fedora. And she's like, huh, I don't know. That's Zeke. That's really weird. And they start going through the play. And like, like she's like, I oh. like the Phantom's like killing the acting. She goes, I don't think that's Zeke. Well, because Zeke uh, through the whole show, too, is kind of like a goofball. He's like joking on her and stuff like that. But isn't the Phantom, maybe the TV show's different, isn't the Phantom Mask half a face? Uh, I, I can't remember, Dom, do you remember? Yeah, it's half a face, but, um, I mean, in, the, it, in you know, Phantom of the Opera, in the show, it's a full mask. It's a pretty full mask, yeah, I think okay. it's like a good covering of his face. Okay, so it's more like a, um, the Gladiator Mask from Gladiator, or yes. something like that. Yeah. Okay, I, yes, I, I guess like I can that. see... Yeah. How maybe your face would be obscured. I didn't understand how she didn't know it wasn't Zeke. But I guess if it's a full mask, I get it. Yeah. So while they're on stage and everyone's loving it and Zeke, a.k.a. the real Phantom, or not, it's not Zeke, sorry. And the Phantom, not Zeke, uh, rises from the trap door and the crowd's loving it. Uh, Brooke, as Esmeralda, decides to ask the Phantom a question and mm-hmm. he just goes like he just goes off script and starts telling this wild story about how he is the phantom. And it's he, called a monologue. It's a called mo- a monologue. Oh, OK, excuse me. Or an, or an aside. <laughs> an aside. Uh, a, t- a, a tall tale, if you will, about how <laughs> he is the phantom and that he died on opening night of the play uh, 70 years ago. He is the boy that died. Uh, and he has been haunting the stage ever since, awaiting for the chance to play the role. Again, mm-hmm. has not been haunting if no one's seen him for 70 years. You've been right. a bad ghost. Right. <laughs> <laughs> lazy, uh, lazy ghost, yeah. But, or a polite ghost. But again, no. yeah, yeah, maybe polite. You know, he's just waiting for his moment, just just patiently waiting. And, and it, pulls a play, it pulls a page from one of my favorite things for, like, kids' horror comedy where – it's all happening in front of a live audience or adults, and they all think it's all for show. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the adults are like, this is crazy. This scene is great. What a great take on the story. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have no context for this story because it's an original tale, I guess. Right. And, and Brooke decides to snatch the, the mask off the Phantom's face, which is kind of a bad call to ruin the play. Like, right. If you're you're gonna go off book, try and like you know yes end a a little bit. I guess you're worried about what happened to your friend Zeke, but also maybe wait till the curtain drops and then do it. Right. But so she snatches the mask off, ruining the show. Really unprofessional. And he covers his face, and due to a spotlight on them, she can't see his face. Yep. 
but I guess no one in the audience can either. It's very strange that they decide not to reveal what his face looks like because it doesn't sound like he's horrifying. It sounds right. like he just unless he fell on his face as a boy that in that trap door, like he's fine. Yeah. But whatever. He didn't uh, die ugly, yeah. He didn't die ugly. He died a handsome boy. Right. Uh, clearly smooth as fuck. He is also unable to see because the light is hitting his eyes. Again, he's a ghost. So. We're, we're dealing with some ghost physics here. Sure. He's like, he oh. He has materialized, though. Okay. I mean, she just snatched a mask from him. So. Uh, so, theory, he's not a ghost, but he is a 70, he's an 80-year-old man. Well, let's finish what happened. Okay, right? well, yeah. I'm just gonna throw that out. Like he's now an 80 year old man. He stumbles back, and he's not 80 years old though. No, he's he not. snatches the mask. I'm just pitching it. I'm just pitching it. Uh, okay, yeah. Let's tell the story. Because oh. <laughs> I don't want to screw this up, man. Because it's an awesome part. It's pretty great of the show. It's pretty great. Okay, so the Phantom's <laughs> like, "Oh no, my face, my one weakness," and he walks backwards, covering his face into the same trap door that he died in as a boy. Yep. Goes in the darkness. Brooke runs over and the audience is like, wow, a child died. What a great story. <laughs> yeah. And they're like loving it. Go in applause. Zeke, uh, show, like the curtain falls down and Zeke's like, hey, what happened? I got, I got knocked out by the phantom. So like a real physical person, not a ghost, <laughs> not, not a ghost thing. Right. But Zeke's like, I got, I got knocked out and someone took all my clothes. Uh-huh. I guess he wanted to play the phantom again. I don't know why he needs clothes, whatever. They look down the hole and the phantom is nowhere to be found. He's gone. Yep. Right? That's how it yep. happens in the show? Well, in the show, it's a little different. We, we, we see more of the action. We see uh, Zeke down on the, under the stage, and then he, uh, he gets knocked out. Right, Dom? And then, Dom, you can finish it off. Yeah, he, so he's, he's, you know, he's getting a little nervous. He's t- calming himself down, and then he's taken away. Like, a hand comes out and grabs his oh, face. Oh, that's scary. Classic yeah. Phantom style. That happens a lot in this episode. So, finally, um, uh, the, the, the trap door comes up. And uh, there's the Phantom and uh, Esmeralda or uh, Brooke uh, looks into his eyes. She's a little suspicious of who this is. So she looks into the Phantom's eyes and <laughs> sees the fires of hell what? inside the mask. Yeah, dude, he's, got fi- he's got fire eyes, dude. It's cool. He's got fire eyes. So he delivers his monologue or whatever it is. And he uh, he. Uh, she snatches the mask from him. We see his face for a brief moment. He falls into the pit. The crowd goes wild. And then uh, the f- trap door comes up after the curtain uh, closes. And there's Zeke. And under his head is a yearbook from 1920-something, whatever year. So he fell on the yearbook. He, no, he was Maybe just, he got hit with the yearbook. Maybe. Oh, how, maybe. how poetic. Um, and, and, and then... Uh, She's like, oh, my gosh, look, look, look at the play. I guess they still put the play in the yearbook, even though a boy died and went missing. <laughs> it feels very disrespectful to the family of the play, like the boy who died. <laughs> yep. Yes. And so there it is. Uh, it's Brian, the boy who showed up. And uh, they're like, OMG. <laughs> and then, and then that's, that happens at the end of the episode. And then I laughed because I realized these kids have their little moment. But. Still, throughout this all, a poor homeless man's life was ruined, and yeah. we just threw that to the side. Yeah, essentially <laughs> a ghost and some kids snooping around ruined a nice thing going. Also, it seems like Emil was maybe cleaning the school for free. I think he was at night doing some work to, like, pay pay his dues. Yeah, a moral maybe. debt to pay. Yeah. 
I okay. I that's exactly how the book ends with like they look at the book and it was Brian. So other than the twist, why why would Brian do what he did? What so like he suddenly joins the school as the kids get closer, right? Uh huh. To like keep them off the scent to get them further into it like from a ghost motivation why would brian even do yeah that? why not just wait and do your mugging the night of the play like you want to yeah i can what i can see if if you're the ghost of a little boy and you're gonna materialize <laughs> wouldn't you spend a couple days being a little boy before you okay. try to spook that's people? a nice way to look All right, at it now Dom. this is going to sound right? i mean he died this is gonna this is going to sound this is gonna sound like weird but because I'm pulling from someone, I'm pulling as someone who hasn't seen Phantom of the Opera in like 15 years. Uh huh. Didn't the Phantom have like a thing for the girl, right? Like he had like a, loved her because the original story was, yeah. you know. And there's a little hint. There's a little subtle thing in in the show. It's very subtle that he kind of might have a crush on Brooke. Okay. Now, see, it's that's very subtle. That's interesting. And they talk about how like the original story of the Phantom was about a like scarred man who had a, a love with a woman and she yeah. di- and he died, which I believe is just the plot of Phantom of the Opera. So they're just doing that as if they couldn't get the rights. So uh, if right. The, the version of Phantom that I've seen. Well, why don't you tell your story and then I'll just well, talk about. Yeah, the yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm just totally pulling out of my ass. Like, but if you're going to do the thing where the Phantom is a thing for the girl, you actually could have been really cool if, if Brian had like shown up as a boy in school to like uh, flirt with her, like kind of like, like, oh, I'm the new boy and maybe we should do something sometime. So he is right. a boy ghost is essentially trying to get some during his brief time physically back on Earth or whatever. And that would be like the metaphor and also spooky because maybe she's like, I kissed him or something. See, and that makes good. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like. When I was watching the show, they weren't showing the school, and I was like, "Oh, well, they're just trying to like save money here." So I assume that's why. <laughs> like, I they assume can't that's get why that many kid actors. All <laughs> yeah. In one room. yeah, that would be a nightmare. Uh, Dom, what do you what do you remember different from from Phantom of the Opera? So I, uh, the Phantom of the Opera, the Lon Chaney version that I'd seen, um, the Phantom has his own booth at the fucking playhouse, and uh, what? Yeah, he's like got he loves the theater. He just he's just like this mysterious theater lover and he, and he has his own booth or whatever. And, um, an understudy, I believe comes in and plays the part of Esmeralda. And, uh, he is so in love with this woman, uh, because he loves her performance and probably other things about her. (laughs) And, uh, she, uh, uh, he threatens the theater. He's like, uh, she will play the part of Esmeralda. The main actress will no longer do it. And if she reprises her role, uh, she will die. Whoa. And, uh, and, and she does die. And, uh, Holy shit. He kills a lady. Yes, I believe so. And Wait, he, kills, uh, he, kill, he doesn't kill the understudy, right? He kills the other lady. Yeah. He, kill, he kills the other lady. Yeah. Okay. I think it's the understudy that he likes. Anyway, it's some combination of that. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, he for the rest of the movie, he, you know, kidnaps her and tries to uh, uh, tries to uh, uh, make her his wife. He also shows up to a ball dressed as the mask of the red of Red Death from that post story, I believe. Oh, I, yeah, I like yeah. that. I mean, that's dark. And also a lot of guilt on your performance to be like, I didn't even want to 
be the main lead and now a woman's dead. I guess I'll act out the hell out of this role. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Right. That's some, that's some guilt, man. That's heavy. That's dark. It's <laughs> very heavy. So interesting. Okay. Um, I'm still stuck on this homeless guy whose life they ruined. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Did they ruin his life? Did he move on to a better theater? I mean, you he might got away. Right. He got, he got a bowl of cornflakes. That'll last him at least like, I don't know, uh, a, a day. <laughs> that'll give him, yeah, that'll give him like a couple hours of energy. Yeah, he'll be fine. He, he had a whole cafeteria to raid and he took cornflakes. Oh, I didn't even think about it. he was taking food from the cafeteria. At least grab some Apple Jacks, baby. Some Fruit Loops. A couple, <laughs> couple puddings. Couple school, puds. Yeah, this is before the school board cracked down on like sugary cereals. I get, yeah, uh, I get that. Uh, so we grew up in that time. Yeah, and the we were like, they they were like, uh, yeah, we can. Oh, I I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the schools I went to, uh, they each sold their uh, their cafeterias to a company. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Who came in and just like were like here's sugar and carbs, you little boys. <laughs> it was a <laughs> it was a golden age to eat, Dom. It was. I got you get burgers and fries. I remember one time uh, it was Taco <laughs> Tuesday, and they just they ran out of nachos, so they just gave us Doritos nachos. They gave us Doritos and put cheese on. That's I'm sure all you guys that was the best day in the world. Yeah, it was like... kind of dope. It was kind of dope. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so I don't know how else I'd improve the story. By the way, it's pretty no, good. I think it's a good one. I really yeah, it's do. Good one. I fi- we finished the episode. I was watching it with Jen, and I like I laughed because of the homeless guy thing. Because I thought I just that, that really <laughs> it tickled me. It tickled me that their their little like child world ended, like their story ended, but yeah. that that man was out there suffering still, and it was irrelevant to their little child minds. <laughs> yeah, I, they went snooping for a ghost, ruined a man's life, conjured a real ghost, and sent him back to hell. Yeah, they should have they maybe two beings. <laughs> they should have maybe ended it with him going like the end of the book going, and then Emil was there outside my house saying "blood for blood" or something. <laughs> yeah. Blood for blood, blood for blood, and that's the whole thing. Uh, no, he burns down Brooke's home, and he goes a home for a home, <laughs> and he burns her house down with her dog in it. Yeah. Also, where is he going to keep milk? Does he have a refrigerator down there? Oh, why I, did they? Why was that a clue? They were like, oh, "It's not. They're not soggy." I, I he's assume deep in the, he's deep in the ground. No, guys, he had a whole bachelor like pad thing going. Oh, clearly, clearly okay. had a whole. I think for sure, it was a cozy Jo Hut for sure. <laughs> Jo Hut. <laughs> I think there was at least some basic level of like. This guy, you know, uh, he's stolen stuff over the top, like the years. A teacher's like, where happened to my projector? And next thing you know, like, you know, he's he's created a cool little pad. He had like 50 plus years, essentially, to 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 store this place up. I think he did just fine. So what do you guys you guys give this uh, two bumps up? This gets a solid two bumps. I really like liked this book. Yeah, This this gets four spooky bones from me. Wow. That's a lot of bones there, Betty. What do you think is the spookiest bone in your body? Oh, dude. Um, um, neck bone. Ooh, yeah. That, a real, that ooh, collar yeah. bone where you just feel like it could break at any moment. I, I think about that a lot. Mm. Dude, what? Yeah, a to, like the, a toe? A toe bone? Toes Ew. don't have bones. <laughs> yes, a they do. Jo- oh, yeah, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Yeah, they're little bones. <laughs> I guess. Th- I thought they were just squishy pudge. Now maybe your toes are. <laughs> maybe you don't have toe bones. Maybe. You, I don't know. You, you might have figured me out. It's just suet. It's just suet. It's just like thick fat. Hard fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is why I don't have an entry on uh, e-celeb wiki feet, which is the thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I actually, the more I kept reading this, I know, again, it's just an adaptation of a famous story. I just wish all the Goosebump books had kept more of this, like, high school, middle school kids using their resources and what they have available to them to mm-hmm. like to figure out the mystery or stop the ghost or like whatever, as opposed to, I don't know, we're just on a random beach and there's a ghost here. And I guess he wants to go into a cave. I don't know. Like it felt uh-huh. like these kids had agency in their actions. Well, yeah. Chad, I think you're what you're talking about is you want to watch a little show called Eerie Indiana. Ah, dude, yes. We got to do that. We have to do that for one of these. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, watching something on Netflix, you guys need to watch out Camp Goosebuds, our Patreon bonus. Yeah, we got to do a new one. Uh, we got to do a new one. Uh, you guys will be able to uh, vote for that on our Patreon page. Let me just tell you guys. Yes. You're going to get. A bonus episode of the Friend Show because that's what this is. This is the Friend Show. This is the Good Friend Show. It is. Yeah. And uh, you know, sometimes the Camp Goosebuds are longer than this show. It's five bucks to mm-hmm. hop on board. Just going to lay this out there for folks. If you want more of the Friend Show and you want to be sitting in with the Friend Show, experiencing the Friend Show as it happens. Camp Goosebuds, baby, five dollars. There you go, and we'll find a way to get me in there one day. I oh, know you're gonna get in. Oh, you're gonna get in that. You're gonna get all up in that. We're figuring it out. <laughs> hey, you guys didn't. You guys didn't ask me what my my spookiest bone was. Oh yeah, Paul. Sorry, please. What's your spookiest bone? I think it's a baby tooth. Oh, oh, oh what my are those God. things up for? What are they up to, man? They just steal your calcium for a couple years and then fall the fuck and out, and then they're pushed out by other teeth. That's real spooky. What's, the, what's their deal, dude? What's their game plan? What? Yeah. Wh- why do we have two sets of teeth? Because you have yeah. a little mouth when you're a kid. No, but like, why don't we just get new teeth every year? Yeah. Yeah. Because are those teeth just in there all the time, waiting to emerge, or do they grow inside you and then come out? I oh, don't want to know the answer because it's going <laughs> to scare me. Either way, your gums are either growing teeth. This is the mo- least educated thing I've little, ever said. They're either growing teeth. Of bone. Yeah, there's like little pockets of bone. Or as a baby, there's other teeth growing up in you. And then when their time has emerged, like cicadas, they emerge and push out the other ones. Ugh. Teeth are gross. Scary. Magic scary. mouths. But if we had like 50 sets of teeth. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it'd be useful. Here's, I eat so much candy then. I'm going to throw this out here. Dentists are keeping us from evolving to the next stage of humanity where we do have that. Because we have dentistry, right? Like there's no need for humans for to evolve teeth. to a, a third row of teeth mm. and then on. We got to get rid of dentists. They're holding us back. I'm on to you, ADA. <laughs> hey, hey, ADA, you told me to floss. I, guys, I've been flossing a bunch. More food just gets stuck in there. What the fuck? Like, it's more crea- and more food. You're creating more food room. I'm what creating you're doing. food opportunities for flossing. It's a giant endless cycle. They got gotcha. you. 88. I'm, I'm real mad. Um, this has been Goosebuds. <laughs> this has... Been goosebuds. <laughs> it's been goosebuds. <laughs> any, any other parting comments on this story, guys? 
I, it was good. Thank you, R.L. Stein. <laughs> Thank you, R.L. Stein, for this gift upon us. <laughs> yes, um, I'll have to uh, concur. It was good. Uh, and, um, yeah. What do we got next? What's the next one? We got a, uh, what what is, is the next one? Oh, guys, uh, next one, I'm real excited. Attack of the Mutant. Oh. What? I don't remember that yeah, one. That is the comic all. book one. I'm real excited. Oh, hell yeah. It's book number 25. He was trying to get in on that X-Men action that was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also probably hit yourself with another uh, Give Yourself Goosebuds or uh, Gulastic Book Club, one of those kind of things. Yeah, those will, that'll be next. That'll be next. But next up, the next main story will definitely do Attack the Mutant. Um, guys, why don't we wrap this up? And folks, if you can't afford the Patreon, which not everyone can do, Another great way to support Goosebuds is by leaving an iTunes review. Mm-hmm. And we're going to read a couple right now. What do you say? Let's do it. Idea. Okay, I got one here. This one is from Hunt Soda. It's titled, <laughs> okay. Holy Moly. Molly? Mole? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they they weren't quite certain how to spell Molly. I saw sure. that one. Uh, if I were going to spell it anyway... Because you can choose whatever one you want. M O L E, like the delicious sauce. Oh, of Mexican. I'm so hungry now. Sleepy chocolate sauce. Put me to bed. Holy moly. Holy moly, folks. This show is great. A candid, funny look at one of my, but to be honest, our favorite juvenile book series, and one that has wormed its way into how I think about stories and writing. It's an easy <laughs> listen. And reading along isn't too much of a commitment if you're a stickler for things like that. Those books are shorter than you remember. I promise. <laughs> uh, really, I mean, it sounds like Hunt Soda really reads along. So props to Hunt Soda. You That's don't great. need to read along, but, you know, he does. There, there are people who actually read the books. God bless you. It's awesome that you guys read these along with us. Yeah, because like cool. very religious man. Very religious. Well, <laughs> my God is the one true God, and that is monster blood. But, um, yes, that's who I worship. Don't persecute <laughs> me. Uh, I have a review. I'll read. Uh, it's called uh, Better Than Getting Stink Sauce on Your Hang Down, five stars, by Mr. <laughs> Little Bit. And he writes, This podcast has enough bad children's writing to rock you to sleep and enough funny commentary to entertain you while you're awake. Oh. Chad, Dom, and Paul dive into these children's horror books more deeply than perhaps anyone should with hilarious results. Their loving irreverence to the author mixed with a no-holds-barred attitude for comedy, creates what I am proud to call my favorite podcast. Oh, Absolutely wow. five stars. Thank you, Mr. Little Bit. That's so sweet. Very that sweet of very you. nice. Yeah, very nice. I, I've got one here from White Sox 7 He says, Goosebuds is far from Goose Duds. Oh, man, we should, we should, we should patent that. Yeah, that's, a, that's going on the poster for the movie they make about <laughs> us. I've been a fan of Continue Show for years and even got my girlfriend into it, which I read this one a little earlier, and I think it's cool that so many people have gotten their significant others into our shows. Yeah, well, you're sitting become, around the fire. It's a relationship thing, yeah. Holding hands while we talk about mud dicks? It sounds it's, great. It's beautiful. I'm proud <laughs> to say that we both listen to this show now. This show is a great mix of nostalgia both of both the old novels and TV show, mixed with some great humor from three dudes and sometimes a guest with great chemistry. The general banter at the start reminds me of the old continue cast show, Rip. I hope the show continues to grow. Thanks for the hours of entertainment and keep up the great work. Kyle from Chicago. 
Oh, thanks, thanks, Kyle. Kyle. That was very nice. Also, props to you for being a White Sox fan in Chicago. That that takes <laughs> yeah. some, that takes some balls. I mm-hmm. admire that. Uh, well, thanks for the reviews. And like Dom said, it helps us out. It also helps uh, move us up those iTunes charts and helps new people discover us. So that means a lot. Uh, you can also go and talk about the show on our subreddit on reddit.com slash r slash goosebuds. Or you can tell a friend if you can't use a computer too good. <laughs> <laughs> tell Just tell friend. your friend. Tell a friend. Oh, tell them on Twitter, baby. We're on Twitter hey. at goosebudspod. And maybe maybe you've got a son that can do it for you. <laughs> Maybe you got a son who's just starting to read. Have an idea. He get can, him to read the goosebumps. No. He'll get into this podcast later. And I then he'll write the review for you. I thought yes. you were going to say just play this podcast above uh, your pregnant wife's uh, tummy, like a baby, baby genius or baby yes. Einstein record. Yes. And no, baby genius. No. No, baby. No, but it'll make <laughs> them smarter and they'll listen to it in the womb and become smart. I don't know how that's not real. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, Also, uh, thank you so much. Uh, We never give him enough props to uh, the man who wrote all of our music theme songs, Mr. Seth Ernest. You can check out his music on sethernest.net. Boys, I think that's it, right? Yeah, just shout out to RL. Oh, my boy RL. Just wanted to give a shout out. Real good job with this book. Hiring another writer to really kill this one. You did a good job, RL. (laughs) R.L. Stein is going to like tombstone you when he sees you. <laughs> he's going, no, I think he's going to have like um, a tombstone vision where he just kind of like looks at you with such disapproval that you just turn to stone. I think he's going to take <laughs> I think he's going to take off his hats and bats are going to ta- attack you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, I think this has been Goosebuds. It has. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. bye. Uh, guys, we couldn't do this show without the support of our patrons on Patreon, and uh, you guys are awesome, and you deserve a little thanks, so we're going to do that right now. Thank you to Asim Zaman, Steven Jive Turkey Kuwabara. <laughs> Kuwabara. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Termialmers, to Judgment Day. <laughs> Constantly evolving name. Kale Clinton. I'm going to just say this person's name is Sips. <laughs> Victor. Stephen Daniels. John Jimco. Brandon R- Rowdenbush. Yes. Nicholas McCaskey. Gabriel Garcia. Fausto Hernandez. That sounds like the Phantom. Oh, man. Oh, man. He's here. He's watching. <laughs> oh, that's the play they're doing, Faust. Oh, okay. yes. Yes. We're smart. Taylor, bring back old Snickerdoodle Shedden. <laughs> Brian Hopgood. Matthew Stevens. Fangirling with Mel. Ryan Knocker. Jennifer Britton. Eric England. Donko 8. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Christopher Matalib. Yeah, that seems Ma- right. Matalib. Yeah. Bean Daddy Wolkowski. Danky McStanky. <laughs> we have the best fans. Yeah, I Just do. like Hollywood underscore. <laughs> Paul Walker. Sarah Kemp. YT Chan. Zachary J. Boyce. Matt Flanagan. Jubs. <laughs> Grady Wakeman. The Rupal Productions. 
Thank you, Mayor Negatorium. Welcome to my lair, the Negatorium. <laughs> Joshua Lopez. Jordan Winkleman. Scaboosh. Hi, Raposa. Martin A. Macias. Thank you, Daniel Calais. Ballpark Frank. I love Hell that name. That's yeah. my old porn name. Yeah. Hell yeah. Kenneth Tyler Burns. Madeline Volker. Jim Greaves. Jean-Luc. Natu Pearl Henderson. Christopher Boyce. Hollis Hornbeak. Turtle Mancer. <laughs> From my lair, the Nicotorium, I am Turtle Mancer. <laughs> Jeremy Stacy. Zachary James Boyce. Walter Frazier. Ryan Fisk. Ford Theater Reunion. Sean Lyons. Cameron Murphy. Paul Grasso. Ben Bueller. Michael McDowell. Nick Hayes. David Cron. David Lee. Zang Keith. Ryan Kolka. I'm a Kevin. Sven Stormbeard. The battler who's come to the negatorium <laughs> to fight Mancer. the Turtle Mancer. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua P. Robertson. Tim I. Healy. Ed Burdick. David Cole. Aaron Manchester. Alan M.K. Jenkins. Mickey C. Dapio. James Romano. Fernando Espindola. Jared Mason. Kevin Boucher. Taylor Dirks. Derek Dalton. Jonas Blatterman. Grace Nicole. Matt Sadler. <laughs> Nick Kinkle. Sorry, I'm thinking about Jonas and I'm thinking, my name is Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> Benton P. Brian Fernetton. Fred Atkins. Glenn Eisenhuth. Jacob Dow. Will Scott. Nathan Dozal. Clayton C. Mike Lanteri. Kyla Thurp. Buddy Morrill. Chris Birch. Joe Scott. Taggard McStone. Friend of Stormy. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Ellen Bogan. Slaughter True Crime Podcast. Ooh, that sounds spooky. Yeah, what a good way to get like advertisement for your podcast. Yeah, like why this. not? It's a yeah. great idea. Andrew Jason Santos. Lendl Martin. John Keedy. Ronald King. Ryan Wade. Zachary Lawson. And Heath Robinson. Thank you guys all so very, very much. We love you. Love you. We love you. Bye, guys. My name is Jonas. My name is Jonas. (laughs) 